We are all born artists and creators, yet slowly but surely our false programming from society, culture, and family takes us down a different path. I was born a spiritual gangster, and the awakened dad is the journey back to myself. My name is Brent Hurd, and I've taken the journey of achieving what I thought was success and found myself lying on an operating table facing the edge of life. My mission is to help as many of us reclaim who it is that we truly are and help 100 million children live out their greatest lives. Join me each Thursday in listening to the stories of those who have made it back to themselves and lived a life of fulfillment and joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to The Awakened Dad. We have an awesome guest today. Her name is Shauna Wettenkamp. Shauna was extremely instrumental in the launch of The Awakened Dad back in 2018. Shauna is a meditation teacher. She is a life coach. And also she has a fairly large business around essential oils. So please help me welcome Shauna Wettenkamp to The Awakened Dad, an amazing show, talks about her life story, talks about the work that she does today, and just some amazing wisdom and advice. So enjoy the show today. Please leave us a review or subscribe uh, when you can on Apple Podcasts. Sure would appreciate it. And thanks so much for listening. Let's welcome Shauna Wettenkamp to The Awakened Dad. Thank you. It's so fun to be here. How unique that you are now on The Awakened Dad show based on (laughs) how involved you were with The Awakened Dad from the get-go. So what does this, what's the, yeah, there must be kind of like a quasi- what do they say? You know, like a meme or what do they say? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't know about that, but I feel like it's almost like I was saying before about you announcing that you are doing this. It was like, of course he is like, that's not the surprise. Like I've always known that you would launch the awakened dad in some way and no better way than a podcast. But it's also this like almost this proud moment of like, okay, he's doing it. He's doing that thing that has been pulled and there really is no timing that is the right time or not. And like, uh, that's what I've kind of learned through watching your growth in all of it is like, you can get there whenever you get there. It's just like, you're doing it. And you said you would, and you are. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. Cause I mean, obviously, so everyone needs to know that Shauna was literally, you know, sort of partner in crime in the beginning as the Awakened Dad launched kind of into the world, if you will. So can we kind of go back? Can we rewind a bit and go back to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we go back to the, the scene of the crime, if you will, of the Awakened Dad? All right. So can you take us back to kind of where it all started? Like, can you, I want you to tell the story. Well, I would actually take it back to the year before okay. because when we first met, yeah. because I would say that was a key part in it because we really became good friends at that first retreat in Encinitas at Casey's This Epic Life Retreat. And that was really your first time being in such a state of like, okay, I'm around all these other leaders and we're meditating and we're being all like 
woo wooed out and, <laughs> totally. and I had my oils and it's like, what is this hippie stuff? I know it. Like that really brought, I think the original, like tapping in for you too of, of, okay. Like there's, my mind is expanding now. Like I'm feeling more on a, a whole different level it, it, and I'm seeing more for my future. That is like on you, you know, it's so funny. I didn't even think about that. And what just popped into my mind was, yes, number one, I was like, part of me was like, man, I would go back and forth in my mind, like, wow, this feels really good to like, who, what are these people doing? Like, they're so <laughs> yeah. weird. Like, God, yeah. like, what like, is where she? Where am I? Wait a second. Shut what? This off. <laughs> She's re- like tarot cards. I was like, what? I was like, wow, that's, I, know. I was like, wow, that's, that's actually, I just got the chills when you said that. Yeah. Cause I forgot too. Yes. That's uh, the first time. Yes. I was yeah. like, what is she doing reading tarot cards? And then the other part of me was like, man, that looks really cool. <laughs> and, and you so sitting next to me, I think at the table and I, I was like, here, I'll guide you through. Yes. Maybe so let, yeah, we got to talk about it, Cause that's a story we've got to talk about. Okay. So, yeah. so you're doing tarot cards for people at the retreat. And I was like, what? I was like, what is happening here? And, but then part of me is like, man, I actually really like being around this stuff. This is kind of cool. And then you said, Hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you come read these cards for people? Take, Mm -hmm. you take the story from there. Yeah. And you were like at very, at the very first thing was hesitation. Like, um, and then five seconds later, okay, <laughs> like, all right, I'll totally do that. And I think part of that is because your experience from your reading was like, you felt that you were just like, this is so insane. And you kept watching some of the other readings unfold that I was doing for people that you were like, oh my gosh, this is just so crazy. And we, then you sat down when I sat next to you and the first person came down to be, have their cards read yep. by you. And oh my gosh, you just naturally just did it. And you filled in your own stuff. We were all feeling it. Like we all had chills, like head to toe. We we're just like, oh my gosh, this crazy. is so crazy. It was awesome. It was yeah. so great. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, was born. yes. Yeah. Wait, what'd you say? What'd you say? Brenty was born. Brenty was born. So, well, actually, Brenty was born a long time ago because that's my mom. <laughs> my mom. My mom listens to every show. So, mom, I know you were the first one to call me Brenty. Uh, a different way. Yes. We love you, mom. Yeah. Right. Because you were, you were reading these tarot cards and, and then you were like, hey, why don't you come do this? And I was like, nope. I was like, not a chance. Yeah. Not going to yeah. do it. No, no, no. You're like, yeah, come on. I was like, no, I'm not doing that thing. You're like, just come do it one time. And I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then a line of people formed. because like uh, because there was this it was like we were enveloped it was like people were feeling something that was going on and you know like part of me was like well is this just my charismatic way that I was like you know (laughs) see and I love that about you you kind of get this little mix of the ego sometimes but then you can't deny the spirit aspect yeah. every time for you. I love seeing that come into play. Yeah, it does. Yeah. My ego always jumps up and I'm like, well, maybe you were just kind of like making the stuff up and, but there, it was an undeniable, hundred percent undeniable experience. Yeah. No every doubt. Time. Um, well, and a lot of that too was like, we were using the combination of, I was doing the reading with the oils and then the cards confirmed it. Yeah. So it was always the same subject. We couldn't deny like, oh my gosh, these things are matching up. And then they would tell you more about their story. And we're like, holy shit, yeah. like, this is crazy. Yeah, yeah, this it's is crazy. Awesome. So yes, I do feel like that is where it all really began. Yeah. 
So, okay, I want to pause the story because this is the beginning of the Awakened Dad, the story. Mm-hmm. And I want to pause because I want to ask you a question. Were you always a spiritual woman? Did you connect early? Like, can you give me a little bit of that? Yeah, I definitely from a very young age, I've always been, I'm part American Indian, part mm, uh, Italian. I right. have just a lot of like that in me already. I would, I definitely grew up religious. So I had learned more of like spiritual being religion, but then I formed my own way kind of through the year. My nickname growing up was Pocahontas. Like I very much connected to nature and to the messages being received mm all around me all the time. So yes, it innately, I was always that way. I kind of continued just to develop it in my own ways, never really getting any formal training with things from just a very young age. Yeah. And did you like ever as a kid, like, did you see spirit? Like, did you like, could you see stuff like this stuff's always super interesting. Like, could you see stuff, hear stuff because of the different what is it? The di- the different Claire's like Claire audience, Claire audience, Claire. What are the Claire's and what were you, yeah. and what were you? Well, I'm not going to list all the Claire's because there okay. are a lot and yeah. it does get in depth and confusing. Yeah. But I definitely saw a lot of things in like just at first you're kind of like, am I really seeing something? Am I not? And I mostly I would say my number one has always been dreams mm, since I was very young. Right. So I've always been a big dreamer. Yep. And then I. I have a knowing, a sense of knowing where it's almost like you feel as if someone's just telling you something Mm -hmm. and you're either speaking without like, where did that come from? Or you can just look at somebody and know what it is they're not saying. So I've had a couple of those different gifts, which I honestly did struggle with for a long time. Going back to the religion piece of like, when you're being raised in a religion, you have to decipher like, you're kind of told, I was told some of these things are bad Mm. and like more evil to, to listen or to follow. So then you have this kind of guilt of like, Oh, am I bad? Is this not right? Because I am receiving these messages and things, but I always wrote them down from a very young age. I was a journal writer and I'd write these experiences down Mm. and you can't, again, it's like always the undeniable. You can't deny those things that are like that brought comfort to somebody. Yeah. Like I can't deny that. Yeah, totally. And did you like the, what I'm, what I'm trying to get to, and I, and I want to go back to the story, but one other question, what my question is, is like the trust, like there's a trust thing. It's like, my question is how did you get to be able to trust it versus questioning it? Because what would happen to me all the time is, is that something would come up, Something comes up, like I'll either have like a a divine download, some sort of inspiration, something like some knowing, some intuition, which is not my five senses. And then my logic brain is always working to shut it down. And so this is so important to me, this point. How did you get to a place where the logic brain was not shutting down what was actually coming to you intuitively? Well, I feel like there's a lot of knowing in our unknowing. So that's what I really lived by that. Mm. I don't have to really a hundred percent be freaked out by the uncertainty because I just trusted that. Like it leads you to more. Mm -hmm. If you just kind of more go by the feel, you don't have to, you start to trust yourself more and more when you listen to those voices. So to me, it was like, 
okay, if I'm being guided right now to turn right and not left, I, I have to do that. Yep. It could, I don't, might not know the outcome in the end, but I do know that I trust that unknowing. So yeah. I, it's me making the action. The action is required. So really it's up to us to like strengthen that muscle by following what yeah. we're hearing. And I kind of yeah. just had that naturally in me. I think part of it is like when we do learn too much, when we try to kind of research or mm -hmm. study it. So like the ego mind wants us to find the answers in a book when really the less, you know, and try to really decipher it, the more you're going to be aware of because yeah. then you're leaving space for the messages to come. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Okay. So let's, let me just pivot back to, so you had said, yeah, it actually started the year before that first retreat, which was 2018. Gosh, or, no, I mean, it might've been 17. It was 2017. Yeah. I, well, or yeah. Cause it was like a year after my accident. So yeah. It was yeah, 20, that's for the, yeah. And then was there another retreat the following year, 2018? Or yeah. I guess then that would be the one. the one. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. right? Yeah. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. So, so 2017, yeah, this was actually the first retreat I went on, met Shauna, became fast friends and like, was that almost like kind of my first, yeah, my first teacher, if you will, in the sense of just opening up to something else that was out there. There was definitely a pull. I didn't know what that actually was or why things had changed so much in my life, but there was a pull. And then that helped to sort of begin to further frame something that wasn't there into a way that I could begin to understand it. And then 2018, I come. And by the way, was 2018 the year that we did ice cream at that place or was that 2017? Yes. It was 2018? No, no, that was, yeah, 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 it was 2018. Remember when that, yeah. that dude was like, he was really slow? <laughs> like, what was, was that? It was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do this. Okay, right. sorry. <laughs> okay. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What okay, happened so in that ice cream shop? Too, that year, we just really struggled to like not laugh yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, so there was a good mix. <laughs> yeah, it was a good mix. Yeah, you were very bossy. You were very oh bossy. Gosh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> you were very bossy. What happened in that ice cream shop real quick? What happened? Was the guy slow or something? I don't even remember anymore, but yeah. it just, I do remember laughing a ton about yeah, it. Yeah, there was a lot of fun uh, there. Okay, yeah. sorry, I digress. So... <laughs> So 2018, we get to, are we at day one? Is it, are we at well, day? I want to also say that, so that year, yeah. you and I had many conversations off and on through the year, yeah. kind of all spirit led. We talked about manifesting stuff. How do you mean? Like, we just had a lot of those types of conversations. I remember that. Yeah. You almost didn't go to the retreat. I also remember that. Yes. Because to me, that's super important and yes. key to all of this because you literally, I feel like it was just the day before made the choice yep. and then you hopped on and came. Cause I was like, you gotta come. Totally. Like, how is this? Yeah. That you're not going to be here. Yeah. And you went yeah. and it really did start from you showing up. Like I remember you getting out of the car and I was just like, he's here. I know. I remember that too, actually right yeah. on that, that like really steep block. Uh huh. Yeah. That yeah. was right next to the house. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, so we get to day. Yeah. So that was that one. So then we get to like the first full day. Mm -hmm. Do you remember like the actual, when it actually happened? The awakening conversation, day? Yeah. the round table yeah. conversation. I believe it kind of began a little before that too, of when we were, everybody was writing out their different 
goals and kind of what you want to create and your vision for your life, your lens statement. And so you had really already started to kind of put a lot of those words together and a lot of those thoughts and had started to form. And as you sat the, around the table and I, I was there as working the retreat. So it's like, I'm kind of in and out of places. You were working, Um, right, right, right. You were helping KC to facilitate it. Right. Yeah. 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 And so you're sitting at a table with the people in your group who you'd been kind of chatting it up with. And like, and I'm sitting off to the side too. And I hear, gosh, what was his name? I know. I was just going to ask you the same thing. Coos. Yeah. Coos. Yeah. Okay. He, We'll have to look that, we'll have to like get up his exact yeah. name because like I'm feeling terrible, but he was the one I believe who said it and looked up right away yes. to see if the awakeneddad.com was right. taken. Like it all just happened super fast. And I looked at you and I was like, don't forget, I'm part of this. I know it. I remember that. <laughs> and y- y- yeah, because we were sitting around the table and and I was, uh, yeah, because it was like everybody had to just kind of talk about what they'd been up to the past year. And I was like, yeah, you know, I'd been giving speeches about, you know, after I left Twitter and what I'd gone through and the health crisis and da 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 and my kids. And he was like, man, he was like, man, you sound like the awakened dad. I was like, <laughs> wow. I was like, wow, that's actually, that that, that kind everybody, of. Everybody, I just exploded from there because like the it. table got louder. I know that's, it. Like really, everybody's what's happening? Totally, I know it. It's definitely this like you could feel it, kind of the same as people lining up when you were reading cards. It suddenly became mm. one of those moments of like, this is profound. Uh-huh. This is something right now. This matters, and and we all now want to chime in because this is like. <clears throat> Yeah, I remember you were like, yeah, we're going to do oils for this. We're going to do, <laughs> you're like, we're going to do the whole thing. I was like, okay, great. Let's do it. And and then I remember leaving and I just like kind of went into like business boy mode. Yeah. Like all of a sudden you're like, I am the CEO of yep. The Awakened Dad. Yep. And here is our corporation. Totally. And this is what we're doing. I, and like, I'm pretty sure it was just you and me most of the time on a call every single day. I know. And creating and talking and planning and sometimes working through ego stuff, sometimes working through spirit stuff, like a good mix of all of it. But yeah, I feel like from there it was just kind of the beginning of something big. You just didn't know what. Yeah, I know. And then for a while I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And then I never did it. And you were like, it happened more than once. Oh, it happened a lot. (laughs) I know it happened a lot. I know. I know. And you, you were like, yeah, like no, I don't think you ever got frustrated, but you were kind of like, what's like, what's up, man? Like, let's go. Yeah. Well, I'm a very much like I could be super chill and like, yeah, let's just like go with the feels and yeah. flow and whatever. But I'm also like, if you say you're going to do this thing, I'm going to help you do this yeah. thing. And like, we're going to go team. You totally. know, let's like do this. Yep. And for you, I think it was like, how do I combine like corporate and spirit and this thing of helping children into the world. But I I think that you've really nailed it with a conversation with people. Having podcasts as as a beginning point to then kind of see where things can form is huge because the conversations are really like, so think of all the conversations you and I had along the way to get to this point, like some like deep stuff that we've talked about. Oh, totally. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then me, yeah. Then me, I guess going through some life after that and understanding, understanding more of myself, understanding, speaking my own truth, 
understanding who I am, you know, and then, but also always staying connected to that root of kids and helping kids. And obviously, you know, it starts closest to home and, you know, well, also having your experience with your own father was a huge part. And I don't think that that all happened for like no reason because that was so key. And then you being able to really, truly kind of connect both from father, son to then you with your children. Yeah. And in the dad mode and really helping you to fully come to this awakened dad state yourself, because that's what it's all about. It comes full circle. Oh, it totally does. So I'll tell you something. Well, it's not great. You're not going to think it's crazy. Other people are like, that's crazy. (laughs) So I guess it was probably, I don't know, maybe this was like six months ago. I did a session with a medium to connect with dad because I'm always trying to connect with dad like all the time, whether it's cardinals or rainbows or whatever it may be. He's always sending me messages. So I'm talking to this medium and of course dad comes in and she was like, all of a sudden she was like, you're trying to do something like with men or like with parents or, and I was like, yeah, I am. And I said, I said, can you tell me the name of it? Cause I was always like trying to test her. Like, are you, right, re- right. are you really a medium? <laughs> are you like, legit? Can yeah. you really connect? <laughs> Is this real? And she was like, she's like, she literally, she was like, it's like journey of dads, journey of men. She was like journey men. It's like a awaken, awakening men, awaken dad. Wake literally got to the, no awa- yes, she did. And she goes, she goes, yeah. She goes, your dad. She goes, your dad's telling me he's on some boards up there. I was like, well, that that sounds kind of right. <laughs> he, I mean, he was that guy. Yeah. And I said, but what what kind of board is he on? She goes, well, he's on a board with some other men that or, or I don't know if she said men, other people that are helping people accomplish their dreams on Earth mm-hmm. or on I don't know if she said on Earth. She said like that are yeah. living. Help mm-hmm. on a board helping people who are living accomplish their dreams. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, yeah, so my dad. Funny. Yeah, yeah, it, that's beautiful. I was like, that is just so it. Yeah. You know, it was it was really cool experience because you know after he died for a while, not for a while, every day, both me and my son Dylan, we would listen to this book called. The Light Between Us by a very famous psychic medium, Laura Lynn Jackson. She wrote it. She wrote two books, The Light Between Us and Signs about people after they pass and the signs that they leave. And she is, there's this testing, there's like this society, this foundation that tests mediums for their level of validity because like, you know, anyone can kind of say that they're a medium, but like she, they actually did like testing on her and she's, she was like one of the sort of highest testing mediums in the world. And she wrote these two amazing books. So me and Dylan would listen to these books every night before we would go to bed on Audible about stories of people who've died and the signs that they leave people when, you know, after they pass. Mm-hmm. And so I would always try to figure out what, what sign dad was leaving me. Cause I asked him when he was dying, I was like, dad, what sign are you going to, what are you going to, what sign are you going to leave me? And he said, red cardinal, red cardinal. And, um, that was the sign that he thought it was his mom was red Cardinal, but I think it's, I don't know. I think I see a lot of red Cardinals and I see it. And also rainbows, I see a lot of rainbows yeah. that I think is him. Well, I think it kind of goes to the same thing we were talking about just a few moments ago of if you're trying too hard, like 
you're grasping when you're trying, it's like your fists are closed and you're grasping. But if you just like open up your fists and just let it be, let the signs show up, you'll see them more Mm -hmm. if you're not like trying so hard to look and you'll see, and you'll know, like, you'll know, you'll just know, you won't even question it. You won't be like, Oh, maybe that was dad. Like the same experience of her saying the awakened dad, you're like, bingo like yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's fascinating. Yeah, so you were such a big part of, of kind of this whole thing, so I just want to say thank you for Thank you for you, doing uh, it. Yeah, I know. You you pushed me. You know, you pushed me and pushed me and pushed me. For a reason, I guess. Well, yeah, well, so that that's a great segue. So, obviously I know of your story and I know what you've been through and now I've been through something else. But I always found your story so fascinating in terms of what happened to you and how you healed yourself because it it, it feels, I mean, it was almost, I, I hate to say this word, it's almost like magical in what, okay say that word. Yeah, in what you did. Can you, so can we talk a little bit about that? What happened to you? Absolutely. Yeah, it's actually been five years now mm-hmm. and I was run over by a drunk driver. So a Ford F-150 front and back tires went over my body and I had a fractured pelvis and spine. My skull cracked also and I started bleeding out. So I basically was laying there in my own pool of blood as I can hear the sirens coming. And it it felt like that moment of really having to choose, not necessarily like, okay, this is it, you're dying or anything like that. I, for one, the driver stayed and had called and I wanted to make sure that whoever was around me at that moment told him that he, I forgive him. Cause if this is the last thing he sees of somebody who he just killed, like I wanted him to know, like we all make stupid mistakes and this just happened to be yours. It's okay. And I felt that so thoroughly, so honestly, so real. It was never like, how dare you or anything like that. Like it was just like, it's not your fault. It's okay. Wait. So, so when it happened, like that thought was going through your mind in the sense of yeah. we all make stupid mistakes. Yeah. hundred wow. percent. Yeah. It was because it was like time slows down Yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah. And it was just like, everything feels so surreal. Mm. And like, I know I can't really feel any of my body. Yeah. I can tell that I'm laying in who knows what yep. could be my guts. I have no idea. It's just like, sorry, <laughs> but it was just very much like, okay, like you're laying here dying. Yep. Like you have to choose like, what are you going to, what's going to be next? And I would want that to be next. And did you like consciously think to yourself, like, I mean, there's a, I am dying right now. Yes. And no, it was kind of like more of, and this is just my personality is more of like, this isn't how it's going to end. Got it. Like, I, I had to make the choice of like, what are you going to do? Yeah. The fact that you're lying here now. Yeah. And I just right from the beginning, I mean, it was like, they're giving me bad news after bad news. And I mean, it's a miracle I lived. I shouldn't have been able to walk maybe ever again. And I remember one of the first times that doctors came into me and I was like, I sat up today. Like I sat up in bed And they were like, okay, well, don't expect, you know, like total downers, like don't expect much from here on out. Like things are just going to be hard. And I was like, you guys don't know me. I was like, that's what you would tell everybody else. And I said this to them. Did you really? I was like, oh yeah. Cause I was, you know, halfway like being lighthearted and funny, like, oh, you don't know me. Yeah. But the other part of me was like, you don't 
fucking know me. Like I'm going to like by leaps and bounds, I'm getting out of this bed. Like I'm not going to just lay here. And through a lot of hard work, I mean, it was, I, I didn't have health insurance when this happened. Wow. So I had to get out of the hospital as quickly as possible for that. But I had really to rely on myself and I had already been teaching the tools and using the tools. And it was just now a matter of applying it to myself. And it was meditation and essential oils. And a huge aspect of it is the power of the mind and what we tell ourselves. And as easy as those three things can sound like, Oh, okay. Like, so just boom, 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 meditate oils, power of the mind. Like it's a lot of work and it wasn't easy, but I did make goals, little daily goals. Like I said, the sitting up was like a huge goal. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up actually running a 5k a year later. Wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. And so when you're laying in the hospital and your pelvis is broken, your legs, my spine, spine. I had no feeling in my legs at the time. And in your mind, you're thinking, you're saying to yourself, like, this is going to change, meaning I'm going to heal. I'm, were you saying I'm going to heal myself or what were you, what were you saying? Like, I'm going to get out of here. Like, I'm going to walk again. I'm going to run. I'm going to like, it was never like, I'm going to heal myself because I don't necessarily I think until after the fact is when now I could say, yes, I healed myself. But when you're in it or when I was in it, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to heal myself. After my most recent experience, I definitely am more like, okay, like I've healed myself before. I will heal myself again. But I'm not, I wasn't looking at it like that. And I was being very mindful of every step I took. And it's a lot to do. I mean, the mind is a tricky thing when your body isn't working you want to give up, you want to quit. But I had to acknowledge the sad, frustrated, angry, mad parts and the like, I got this parts because it's both part of us. Like no matter what you're experiencing in life, we've all experienced our truck. Mine just happened to be like a real one. (laughs) And we, we get to choose how we're going to show up for that and how we're going to like react. And sometimes we are going to be pissed off and angry, but that's okay. That's part of healing. Part of healing is like acknowledging the pain. Mm -hmm. And I still have pain. I physically will probably always have pain. I still can't feel all of my leg, but it like literally pain reminds me of like, okay, I'm, I'm so grateful to be alive. Like it's a miracle. It's amazing. And so did the accident This question comes from like, it kind of comes from my own experience. So did the accident like begin to, were there things that began to kind of come up or show up emotionally or trauma based or like, did it connect back to old stuff? Like what was, were there connections? You know, you you follow what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. For me, no, because for me, I had been doing the spiritual work and and teaching a a lot. I mean, I'm a meditation teacher. I teach yoga. I do a lot of life coaching with people. I've been involved in this for a long time where it wasn't a foreign thing or idea for me. And that's including the emotional work. Had I not done that, my healing probably, it still would have happened, but it would have been a lot lengthier. Because I wasn't as much in alignment. I always have, I'm always working on my emotional 
body and emotional aspects. That's a lot of the work I do, especially with essential oils. Like I'm constantly using them as a healing tool and agent to bring up the trauma and to thank the trauma. Mm. And it's all our teacher. And for me, like I was already fallen before getting run over. That wasn't like the knocking me down. I was already knocked down in many different ways in life at that point. It was really my coming back to life. So you're coming back to life symbolized a lot of things that were actually coming back to life within you. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Uh Yeah. And, and more along the lines of like a hundred percent speaking my truth, living out my, like being in alignment with all the things I'd been teaching and doing, like now I'm going to live it like first for myself and now with other people, even more, not just teaching it, not just dabbling, but now really like go and do a bigger work. And the biggest aspect for me that came out was also the honesty piece, living an honest life. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that, that really shined forth for me yeah. at the timing of when it happened. In the work that you do now in life coaching, meditation work, and with the oils, basically like you're basically a healer. I know I you. I do like to say that now. I will, I will acknowledge yeah. that now, but it's had to take me a, a while to, to get there, to own it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's a big word, but yeah. Yeah. I know where you are. And so what is, I mean, like, do you see a lot of similarities in the things that people struggle with? Like what, what would you, what's a common theme that you see with people that they struggle with in your work? You know what? These days it's like everybody's struggling. And I think that bigger struggle that everybody's feeling the heaviness of the world and knowing where to place their energy, everyone's having these own versions of their awakening in some way. And I would say the number one thing that people struggle with is honesty, being honest with who who they are, why they're feeling the way they are, and also then being able to turn and speak that truth yeah. and honesty. Like I've made it a goal to live an honest life because of it. Do you find that like some people just don't know their truth or do you think everybody knows their truth and there's just like a fear factor in speaking it? I feel like everybody can't, how can you not know yeah. your own truth? Yeah. How can you not? Yeah. And if you're not living it, then you're going to be an angry, mad person. Right. Not to say that if you are living it, you're not ever going to be angry. And I think that is a false perception, mm-hmm. like kind of we were talking earlier and, and having that idea of like, well, if I'm an awakened person, life is always yeah. going to be like right. glitter and bubbles. Not, like, why not? No. But like, no, if you're not like doing the work on a spiritual level or standing in your truth or speaking and living honestly, like you're going to struggle. You really are going to struggle. And I like to kind of help hold the mirror up to, to help people do that yeah. because it's like an important thing for all of us. Yeah. I remember the last time we were, I don't know, maybe the last time, a couple of times ago we talked and I know, cause I know you, you are, you, some of the work that you do, you'll help people in their retreats and you were helping a guy by the name of David G who's a yeah. pretty, I don't know, is the right word famous or is the right word uh-huh. well known? Or what's <laughs> He's been my meditation teacher, guru, friend, whatever you would call him. But yeah, he's awesome. Like he's a big, I mean, he's a big, he's kind of a big name in the spirituality world. Yeah. And when I started with him was probably 2011. So yeah. he had just started to have his first book come out. Yep. And 
So it was kind of a nice, I remember I met him in mm. California. He was speaking. I got to meet him and Wayne Dyer actually at the same time. Wow. It was kind of a cool experience. And he like, wow. at that time I had already been teaching meditation and I ran into David G in the hall and I just said, oh my gosh, I feel like weird because I've been teaching meditation, but I've never had any like formal training or anything. I've just been mm-hmm. doing this thing. And he said, keep doing that thing. And it just kind of confirmed to me like, okay, that's the first time somebody, especially who is a, a teacher that just said, if you're feeling called to do that thing, right. like you don't have to go have any formal training. And yeah. I did end up going and getting certified through him and getting more formal training and Mm. learning deeper spiritual teachings. But I definitely would have not done that if it had been more of a like, oh, well, you must get trained and let's do this thing. If something's calling to you, like let that thing call to you and and keep doing that thing. Yeah. I was going to say like, I mean, so it sounds like you've spent a good amount of time with him and he went through a pretty crazy experience, like in the sense of was a business guy that had this sort of like out of body experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, His was after nine 11 and he actually, his book secrets of meditation. I, I always will tell people like hundred percent, you should read it. It's a great like meditation Bible almost like kind of gives you a good guide and has his story in there. And his complete 180 from like corporate America to like, okay, now I'm a meditation teacher and yeah, he's awesome. And he's so down to earth and so real. And that's also what I was drawn to is like, this is just a real human. Like we can be ourselves and be like seen for that Mm -hmm. and not feel like you have to put on a different face. And that's huge coming from a corporate world. I feel like to be like, Oh, I can just be me. And that's why I love the work Casey does too, because he's bringing the meditation aspect and the leading from spirit to corporate America and to leaders and teaching leaders how to be leaders, like being coming from a place of heart. Yeah. And that's huge. That's what the world needs. No doubt. So, so you said you met Wayne Dyer as well with him? Yeah. Just a separate, same event. Got it. Separately. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to meet him just a brief interaction, like happened to literally like he ran into me um, (laughs) kind of experience. And I was like, this is Wayne Dyer. This is like the best moment of my life. But yeah, that was pretty early on in even, I mean, for him, he'd been around longer, but I mean, now a lot of these people and names and things are a lot more known because people are diving more into a spiritual world. But uh, back then it was like these events and things were smaller venues and gatherings because no one really knew to go jump in on those and be part of them. So, yeah. Yeah. And so you talk about like how, you know, a lot of people are struggling right now. What do you see? What do you see as happening? I mean, look, I mean, we hear about the great awakening and we hear about the great reset and we hear about this, this change in evolution of consciousness, maybe of people. What? I think people are getting confused too. I think there's so much information. Yeah. Everyone has already learned to be sucked into their phones mm-hmm. well before 2020. Yep. And it's confusing you about who you are. Mm-hmm. And I think more now than ever, it's so important for us as humans to learn how to fall in love with yourself, mm-hmm. really learn who you are and how to love yourself 
and take care of yourself because you can't do that for anybody else yep. if you can't do that for yourself. So yep. that includes parents, especially your kids are watching you. Yeah, They're watching like, what does self-care look like to mom and dad without even saying it? So if true. that's like turning to, to drinks at night, that's your self-care. What do you think they're learning to do? Mm-hmm. If they only see it like, oh, I need a timeout. I'm not going to grab a book and actually read a physical book. I'm going to grab my phone. That's what they're going to do. Right. Like We're teaching them just by our example and our That's energy. Great. And it's more important now than ever that we up level who we are as individuals so that we can even hear those messages for how we can guide our own lives and then help direct our families and those are, that we love. And what is this, what does all this look like in a few years, five years? Oh gosh. It is. I mean, the world is changing. I mean, no one would have thought that 2020 would be what it is. And at the same time for me, it was very much my world. You know, I've been living the gypsy life and doing my own thing. I, I don't tap in overly to knowing what's happening in the world, but it's good. That's if we can learn how to, to be alone we'll be okay in the world. Yeah. And that's again, coming from a place of learning to to love yourself. And then you just attract that. So I, I don't think we can speak of like, where's our world going to be? Cause like, honestly, all of us could say doom and gloom and it's, it's a crazy world. I think more than anything, we just kind of say, well, how can we bring light and love to the future? What can our part be? What can we do to really add and up level our next generations? And part of that is us standing in our truth and us, leading with love. So you talk about kind of all of us figuring out where, what our truth is and standing in our truth. And, and, and that's, that's a hard thing to do. How weird is that? That's a hard thing to do. Like, like, like I've got, I've done, I've gone down this road and I get passionate about this because I'm like, why is it so effing hard for everybody to live who live their life as who they truly are, meaning down to the root of you. Why is it so hard? And maybe I'm passionate (laughs) because it took me so long, but why would that be so hard for people to do? No, I think really that's how we are taught from the very beginning. And I've written about this a lot because I feel like had we not been taught that say you go to somebody's house for dinner they put food in front of your plate. You, It's polite to say, this is so good. Thank you. Yeah. But what if it's like the most disgusting meal you've ever had? The same thing, like yeah. we're teaching our kids about like, oh, what's the Easter bunny? What's Santa Claus? Like, okay, so we're teaching from the very young age, like be nice, be polite. You have empathic children. You know that if yeah. they met somebody who's no good, yeah. you would still be like, well, be polite. That's what we teach. Mm-hmm. But why not teach from a place of honesty, why not like start to say like, you know what we can with grace and love be honest and it takes practice and it's hard and you lose pretty much everything when you're completely honest. And I've done it. (laughs) I'm speaking from a place of I've done it. Yeah. Because we're social animals and we want to be accepted by our, the other animals in our society. Yeah. But you also have to remember that as soon as you start being honest and you're, instead of looking at it as, look at all this I've lost. Mm -hmm. You start to see more show up of like, Oh, there's my people. There's somebody else who like is that same vibe as me. And it's not like a high and mighty, like, Oh, I only hang out with honest people because it's not like that. Like nobody's a hundred percent honest, but it's more of like people who are all, you're all on the same path. You're all working together. 
trying to do your very best yeah. to put love in the world. Yeah, no doubt. You know, and it's, it, it, it is so interesting. Well, I was going to say like everybody's speaking their truth and what's kind of what I was going to say was, yeah, I used to get triggered because my wife is such a truth speaker. Like, mm. like sometimes she will speak so truthfully and yeah. I, it, it still triggers me sometimes. Like, yeah. you know, cause it's, well, like, and she's yeah. calling you out on stuff. That's one of the hardest things when somebody knows you so well, that then they can say, I mean, a lot of times it could be delivery too, you know? So like that's part of the, with grace and love, we can, but we always, we often do forget the with grace and love piece. But when they're calling us out on our stuff, it's like, Oh, like they're right. But I don't want you to know that you're right just yet. Cause I'm not ready to, to look at it. So you can't be looking at it either. Totally. <laughs> it's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Cause you know, I'd go back to my, my normal ways of, you know, like maybe a little evasive, you know, like I'd be like, Hey, mm-hmm. listen, I have a plan for us, but I'll let you know what it is tomorrow. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And she'll get like triggered because I'm being evasive. And she's like, oh. yeah. she's like, what is it? I want to know now, like meaning like just kind of call me out on stuff. Yeah. And yeah, so that, that, that stuff is that it is hard. Yeah. We, we were all do taught. all need those people too, who can call us out on our yeah, stuff because that does help keep us Unfortunately. in alignment. Yeah, it does. It's hard. Painful. It Sometimes it's painful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But um, that's also when those people melt away too. If it's somebody who is doing it just to be a jerk, yeah, that's yeah. not the person you need in your life mm, still, mm, you know? Mm. So let people fall away that naturally are going to fall away. It's not a matter of like, oh, just let people put you in your place all the time. Yeah. It's, you find, you feel it. You tap into the feel of it yeah. and where it's coming from. More meaning, meaning when it's done in a loving way, it's very easy to sort of open up to that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. That's why you think I'm bossy. God, I do think you're bossy. <laughs> bossy, bossy, bossy. <laughs> bossy. I think we have that recorded, don't we? The bossy. Oh, bossy? yes, we do. Somewhere. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's definitely recorded. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, you talk a lot about truth and a lot about helping people with their own. What, what have you found is yours? My truth is this very thing. It's I living an honest life is one of my core values, living that and living it in a way that then can help others to live that for themselves too. So the work I do isn't just work that I do in working with other people in helping them to heal, whether it's physically, mentally, spiritually, whatever that is, I help people along those paths but I'm doing that work myself mm-hmm. personally too, every day. It's not something I'm just, you know, all right, now we have our call and we're going to do this thing but as a job. This is like my life and I live it and yeah. then I go out and help others as well. So, and, and even that it's just in serving other people yeah. is a huge part, whether it's actual work that we do or just out in the, our everyday, like finding those opportunities to, to share love and give love yeah. and, that's been a big part of my truth is to really like show people love. And I had to first love myself in order to do that. Oh, beautiful. How'd you tell me, how'd you figure that out? Mm. Love has always been something I tried to figure out. What does it really mean? Because the way that I was raised, it was very conditional and not the healthiest growing up. And then being in a religion also sort of the same way where you're constantly there's conditions that are making you worthy or unworthy. Mm. And so it was always something that I really fought hard to be, to feel, and to know. 
And I found that in myself and continue to, I mean, this is a constant process. This is something that like 2020 brought me even more like self-love and healing along the way, because I got to just, I was by myself most of 2020 and got to really dive deep and, and do a lot of healing work that a lot of people who do the work that I do would just be like, all right, I'm, I'm cool. Like I'm going to help you. And I've done all this work, but like I had somebody once tell me who is a healer say, you could stop now. You've done so much work your whole life. You could easily just stop now and say, okay, like I'm tired. I'm done. I've done a lot. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do any more, but my personality, how I was born, I was born into the world to share this love, to give this love, to do as much healing for myself and for others as possible. And like, I've always felt that and known it from Mm -hmm. a very young age. So it's just been confirmed. I would say each step of the way in my life. Where were you, where were you trapped? Where did you travel last year? Where where, were you, were you in a bunch of different places? In 2020? Yeah. I wasn't in as nearly as many many places as normal, but yeah, I did. I did California, Utah, Florida, I spent more time in Utah than anywhere and less time in California. And I did Arizona and Ohio. I went to Ohio. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah. I went and hung out with Casey for about six weeks or so. Yeah. That is so great, man. Well, listen, this has been, this has been, I mean, I knew this was a long time coming. Yes. I, sure. I, I, I knew that having you on the show was like the full circle. I mean, because I used to call like I used to call you every other day. Like, OK, I need to post on Instagram today, but I'm not really feeling it. You're like, well, <laughs> let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me talk to that ego for a minute is what <laughs> you'd say. So let me talk to that ego for a minute. Yeah. So having you on the show is really profound because it's a full circle moment in the sense of the truth really is we are all on this river and this river is going to take us regardless. And you can, you can push against it and you can push against it and you can push against it. But at the end of the day, you're going to go down the river. And this was always part of my path. I know it was. So, so sometimes you would hang onto a tree. Oh my God. (laughs) Totally. All the time. Like, I'm right here. Like, oh, like, <laughs> grab the, like, bark to, like, hang. And so I didn't go down the river. Yeah. And so now that I'm going down, having you on is just this really fascinating piece. And I know there's probably going to be many more. So I just want to say thank you for being with me as long as you've been, yeah. for all the help, for all the support, for all the... Just, yeah, for all the love, because it's been a big part of why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah, I'm just glad you're in my world, so. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you for being on The Awakened Dad, and I am (laughs) sure that you're going to be back at some point in time, whether, and, and by the way, you coming back might be you being at The Awakened Dad retreat or the awakened dad on the road and in order for you to get your healing oils you have to get them via shauna that's right i love it okay (laughs) perfect so whatever we do i'm game i know you are thank you so much Hey, thanks for being with us today and joining me in my mission to help 100 million children live out their greatest life 
Make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Awakened Dad podcast and share with your friends and follow us on Instagram at The Awakened Dad. If you like what you heard today, please make sure to listen to our other episodes and thank you for being with us.